week number four in our series, Refocus. I have been loving this series. How about you girls? Yes. yes. You know, we're at the halfway point. This is week number four out of our six weeks. And uh, I know God has spoken to us and done some great things in the first three weeks. And I'm excited about what he is going to continue to do in our lives. And, you know, in this series, we've looked at the power of focus. And we have seen that focus really determines our future. What we focus on today will determine our future. And we've been taking time to look at the things that Jesus focused on. Because in this last year, there have been so many things pulling for our attention, calling for us to focus on them. And so we are just doing a shift, a refocus, and getting focused on Jesus and the things he focused on. And we have seen that he focused on God and people. And so we've been talking about that, and we talked about some practical ways that we can keep our focus on God in the midst of the craziness of life. It doesn't mean, oh my gosh, I can never think about anything but the Lord. No, of course, we have to think about other things in the course of everyday life, but we talked about some keys that help us really keep our focus on Him. And now we're going to start talking about how we get our focus and keep our focus on people, on loving people like he did. But, you know, before we get too deep into talking about people, I want us to take a moment and think about ourselves. You know, what about us? When Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, love God and love people. Wait, he didn't mention us, did he? (laughs) And, you know, in The world today, there is so much talk about self-care and needing our pampering and our time and me time and all of that. So what happened? Do you think Jesus just forgot? Do you think that the world was so different then that, well, now we need to adapt to that? We need to uh, write an addendum? I don't think so. (laughs) And so I want us to go back and look at Jesus' words. Let's go back and look at what he really said in Mark chapter 12 when he was asked that question, what is the greatest commandment? Verse 30, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. Wait a minute. He does talk about us. We are mentioned in there. We are to love others as we love ourselves. So that means we're supposed to love ourselves. But how do we do that? I think there's so many mixed messages in our world today. This is a society that there is where there's just so much self-focus. Wouldn't you agree? If you're not sure, just go on social media. (laughs) Everyone wants you to know everything about them, what they ate for breakfast, what they're wearing, everything. (laughs) And we need to understand that God wants us to love ourselves, but the enemy wants us to focus on ourselves. And I think that sometimes there's a little bit of confusion differentiating between those two things. And 
I really want us to take time in this session to break that down and to look at the two perspectives and to understand the difference between the enemy's perspective and God's perspective on this. And so first, I want us to talk about how the enemy views this. And in order to do that, we really need to talk about his nature. In Ezekiel 28, it tells us that he was originally created as this beautiful angel, <clears throat> Lucifer. He says that he was full of wisdom and beauty. He was covered with jewels. But he became very prideful. And he was absorbed with self. He wanted to be worshipped. He wanted to be just like God. He wanted to be the one that was worshipped. And so God changed his name to Satan, which means adversary. And he was thrown out of heaven. And we need to understand that he was so absorbed and consumed with self. He wanted all eyes on him. His evil nature was self-focused. That was his nature, okay? That is his nature. And he wants us to take on his nature. He wants us to become self-focused. And he does that in so many different ways. I mean, let's just talk about some of those ways. The world tells everyone, look out for number one, right? He loves that. Look out for number one. Do whatever it takes to get ahead. Step on whoever you need to step on to get ahead. He loves that because that puts all of our focus and attention on ourselves and not on other people. He wants us to become consumed with our appearance. As women, we can, we can fall into that trap sometimes and be comparing with other people and constantly being obsessed with our appearance, how we look, what we're wearing, all of that. But he loves that because that keeps our focus on ourselves. He wants us to become prideful. He wants us to get caught up in self-promotion. There is so much self-promotion in our world today. And he loves that. He wants us to be absorbed with self. But you know, it's not only in those ways that he gets us to focus on ourselves. He also works to accomplish that through things like fear. Right. Because fear causes us to think, well, what's going to happen? Well, what about me? What's going to happen to me? And it turns our focus inward. It causes us to fix our eyes on ourselves. What about offenses? Anger, hurt, unforgiveness, same thing. I can't believe they did that to me. They hurt me. I can't believe it. I am never going to forgive them. See, all we're doing is stepping into his trap because we're fixing our eyes on our pain, our hurt, what happened to us. We're fixing our eyes on the fact that we feel like a victim. And all that does is keep us there and prevents us from fixing our eyes on other people the way he wants us to, the way God wants us to. But the enemy loves it when we 
get stuck there and keep our eyes fixed on ourselves. How about insecurities? Same thing. And I know for myself, when I was uh, just out of high school, I'd say, and and probably like this through high school too, but I remember being at Bible college and I was so shy. I was away from home. I was so shy. And I would walk to classes with my head down, looking at the sidewalk. You know why? Because I thought if I looked up and looked at anyone, they would not want me to look at them. They would not want me to say hello to them. No one would ever want to hear anything I had to say. I had no value to anyone else. That's how I felt. That's what I believed without even realizing it at the time. But then I had a moment with God where he spoke so clearly to me one day. And he said, you know, shyness is selfishness. And it took my breath away when I heard that and I thought where did that come from <laughs> and I argued at first as we do <laughs> and I said wait a minute arrogance is selfishness shy being shy is the opposite of being arrogant I thought so surely it's okay it's good it's pure holy something and uh, and then I felt the Holy Spirit whisper this question to me. When you're shy, where are your eyes? And I had to stop and think about that. And I realized, oh my goodness, always right here. What are they thinking about me? What if I do the wrong thing? What if I say the wrong thing? What if they don't like what I have to say? What if they don't like the way I look? Always right here. And I realized that it was the enemy working in my life. And when I realized that, it was such a revelation. It, that revelation changed my life. And I remember understanding that that was the enemy's work in my life. And that was not what God said about me. And God valued me, and he wanted me to add value to the lives of others. So I started changing the way I was living. I started looking up and smiling at people. And you know what happened? They smiled back. Like, oh, my gosh, they're okay with me smiling at them. I would say, hi, good morning. Morning. Oh, people don't mind me saying hello to them. <laughs> and then it began this process of walking that out. But... We need to understand that those are tactics that the enemy uses yeah. to get our eyes fixed on ourselves so that we will never love people the way God wants us to. The enemy wants us to take on his nature of self-focus because self-focus prevents us from focusing on others. Now, in contrast, to the enemy's plan, let's look at Jesus and the fact that he wants us to love ourselves so that we can love others. So to understand how he views us and what he says about us, let's look at the Bible. 
you know, there are countless scriptures. If we took time to talk about all of the scriptures that talk about who God says we are, we would be here for hours. So, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> but let's just talk about a few. In John 1.12, it tells us that we're a child of God. We are children of God. I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. Zechariah 2.8 tells us that we're the apple of God's eye. Psalm 149.4 tells us that God delights in us. He takes pleasure in us, his children. Genesis 1.27, chapter 1, verse 27, says, I am created in the image of God. We are created in his image, in his likeness. Romans 8.37 says that we are more than conquerors. Romans 12.6 tells us that we are gifted. Romans 8.31 says that God is for us. No one else can be against us. It doesn't matter. God is for us. That's what matters. Ephesians 2.10 says, I'm created for good works. You are created for good works. You see, everything the Word of God says about us has to do with our value. It's all about value with God. Loving ourselves from God's perspective means we know our value. Very different from the enemy's perspective. When we recognize our value, we understand that we have value to add to others. We will never fulfill our purposes on this earth until we recognize our value. It's so important. Recognizing our value, it takes the focus off of us. Instead of keeping the focus on us, it takes the focus off of us and shifts the focus onto others because now we realize I have a valuable role in their life. I have something that can be a blessing to them. I can add value to their life. So, let me ask you ladies, have any of you ever struggled believing you're valuable? I think we all have. (laughs) Of course, because the enemy tries really hard to get us to believe that. And prior to filming this, we were chatting and we had some great conversation around that. And I heard some of your stories and I loved hearing them because it shows all the different ways that God brings us to the place of learning and understanding our value. And for some of you, it came through other people believing in you and and telling you that God loves you and that God believes in you and and has a plan for you. For some, it, it has come through a spouse loving you as Jesus loves you and giving you that example and understanding the love of the Father. And for others, it came, like you, Kat, it came just realizing that, that you, God wants to work through you to work in others' lives. All the pressure's not on you, but he wants to work through you and to help you. And I love how God does this. For you, Michelle, I know you shared a great story of how you felt like you were, uh, had, a, had a, a past that you were, ashamed of in many ways and felt like if you walked into a church you would have been struck by lightning (laughs) and 
but God changed all of that and maybe in a time when you were focused on all of the negative things of your life and feeling like God couldn't love you in a church service. I think you said it was in an Easter service where the, it was a, an interactive service where the congregation had things to say and they were saying, crucify him, crucify him. And as those words were coming out of your mouth, things changed. Tell us just a little bit about that. Um, yes, it was in that moment that I realized what he had actually done, um, not in a very general sense, but in a very personal sense, what he had actually done for me yeah. and that I had worth in his eyes and I didn't have to um, worry anymore about stepping into church or stepping in his presence because he had um, made it so that I could have a relationship with him. And yeah. that's when I felt my worth as a child of God. Yeah, I love that. Beautiful. God is so good. He wants us to understand how much he values us. Because when we understand that, it changes the way we live our lives. It, it brings us into relationship with him, changes how we interact with people. You know, one thing that I realized later that I had thought at one point, and I've talked to so many people who have said the same thing, that we thought that we're not so great at valuing ourselves, but we're really good at loving others, so we're just going to stick to that and kind of ignore ourselves. Any of you ever had that thought? Well, we need to clear that up right now, <laughs> because that's a lie from the enemy. It doesn't work. We are not going to be effective in loving others like we think we can until we love and value ourselves. Now, to understand that, think through this process with me. You see, when we don't value ourselves, we're not going to build healthy relationships because although we think we're good at focusing on others and, oh, oh, let me help you. Oh, I'd love to be part of that with you. Yes, and we get involved in a relationship with someone. When we don't value ourselves, pretty soon, we're going to start noticing their strengths. And we're going to start feeling intimidated by their strengths, those things they're good at, or how cute they are or how fit they are, or what cute outfits they have. We start noticing those things, and then we become jealous, or we become critical. We start criticizing those things. We become intimidated by them, and then you know what happens as a result? We start backing away from them. And when we think, oh, I'm good at valuing and loving others, not myself, so I'm just going to forget about that part. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's a lie from the enemy. Also, when we don't value ourselves, we need to realize that we're going to be takers rather than givers mm -hmm. in relationships. If we don't value ourselves, every time we gather with people, we're going to be looking to them to value us. We're going to be going to see what we can get. 
well, are they going to compliment me? Are they going to tell me I'm cute? Are they, what are they going to say? Um, how, what are they going to do for me? Are they going to add value to my life? And we go with that perspective. And then if they don't, oh, I guess they don't like me. <laughs> you know? And we should be going to every encounter with people thinking, what can I add to their lives yeah. today? Yeah. What can I do for them today? How can I encourage them today? That should be our perspective. We've got to value ourselves so that we're givers, not takers. Yeah. You see, when we don't allow God to define our value, we will allow people to devalue us. And you know what that does? That strips away our ability to add value to others. And when we don't allow God to define our value, we allow everything else to define our value. If we are going to follow Jesus' example of focusing on loving God and loving people, it is vital that we learn to love and value ourselves. So... I have an assignment for all of you. I want you to take time this week. Get alone with God. And ask yourself, and ask God to show you what it is that you really believe about yourself and about your value. And start writing those things down. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you any areas where maybe you've become self-focused or Maybe you've even devalued yourself. And then get into God's word. Read his word. Find out what he says about you. If you are having trouble finding scriptures to tell you what he says about you, ask those in your group that you're doing the study with. They'll help you. If you're still having trouble, you know what? Direct message us on any of our social media sites. We will help you. We want to come alongside you. We want to help you understand who God created you to be and what he says about you. It's so vitally important. Don't brush it aside. Take time to recognize what you believe and then turn that around so that you are believing what God says about you. We need to recognize our value so that we can love people the way he wants us to and truly add value to their lives. I want to pray for you. Father, God, we are so grateful so grateful for your incredible love for us. God, thank you for loving us so much. You sent your only son to die for us. God, may we never take that for granted. Father, I pray that every woman here, every woman watching would understand your incredible love for her. And Father, I pray that you would help us to recognize the things that we've been believing about ourselves. The things we've been believing about our value. Holy Spirit, show us where there are things that we've been believing that are not true, that we need to let go of. 
Father, give us a fresh revelation of who you say we are. God, I pray that we would have a revelation that would be so deep in our hearts that nothing could steal that away from us. And Father, I pray that as we get this issue of our value settled once and for all, that then, God, you would carry us forward and help us to be women who will love people and add value to the world around us as you intended us to. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, I want to give you some discussion questions to talk about in your groups, okay? First of all, is it easier for you to believe what God says about you or what the enemy says about you? And why? Two-part question, all right? And number two, which of their voices will lead you to fulfill your purposes on this earth? And why? Okay? And then... Lastly, and this isn't really a question as much as an assignment, a second assignment, I guess. I already gave you one. Okay. <laughs> Ask God to show you two or three unbelievers in your world who need you to add value to their lives. Okay? And maybe you even want to take a few moments in your group to just have a, a few minutes of quiet where you can just each personally ask God and just listen and let him show you and write down those names. And if you need more time, I want to encourage you to do that within the next 24 hours after watching this, okay? Don't let it slip away because we forget. <laughs> and this is important because in our next session, we're going to be talking more about that and, and how God wants to use us to reach out to those people, okay? So let him show you. Write down those names, okay? All right. Can't wait to see you back for our next session.